Are you going to get off your ass and record an episode with me? Oh, Scotty, you're a piece of shit. Why'd you forget about your friend me? All right. <laughs> that had every bit of preparation you might have imagined. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to... <laughs> What? Decide what I really feel about that. I mean, you know, it's it's definitely um, one of the shittier things you've ever done. Yes. <laughs> In what sense of being mean to you or, or the terrible? No, I, 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 I just think you could. But when I say the shittier things, I just mean that you know you could take any aspect of that constantly musicality quality of lyrics intention niceness and just apply the word shit to it and it will be appropriate so um there we are it's um uh, you know i've been on vacation john so i'm um you know today is my first day back we got back quite late last night so i'm, I'm a little tired and i was just hoping that you were going to like you know, just yeah um was it how you described it once put some velveta to my ears um to um to to just sort of like uh uh, bring me back into the world in a in a in a way, and all you've done is uh, make Take a me dump in uh, a paper um, bag. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. doorstep, set it on fire, and ring your bell. This was your moment to shine, and um, yeah, you 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 didn't do it. But so so I am hoping, John, that that is the low point of the show over, and we can now move on. Okay, we absolutely can. So, well, why don't you tell us about the, all the glorious things that are your tests still green, and you know, did, did everything run smoothly, or if not more smoothly in your absence? Um, yes, because nothing tends to go quite well. I mean, as in, you know, there was nothing going on in my absence. So it's, uh, uh, you know, it just took took some time of client work. Obviously, Moneywell didn't make any progress on the stuff I was doing on it. Um, but it was very nice because often when you work for yourself or a freelancer, um, it's actually quite difficult to, to take time off without sort of staying engaged or, you know, go seeing what's going on and, and to be honest i did check slack a few times for for different messages but outside of that i'd sort of had um on the whole and i i took a laptop with me on vacation but the laptop never even came out of the bag um so i managed to sort of take four or five days totally away from work which is um uh really good until the day you get back and you have to start catching up with everything that didn't happen but there we are it's uh it, it was nice i had to obviously being uh from from britain it's starting to get a bit uh bit bleak and chilly and gray this time of year so just spent a little bit of time in southern spain where it was gloriously sunny um drinking beer and wine and eating tapas so can't complain john i can't complain well, then I'll just have to complain on your behalf. No, that's that's lovely. I think it is super important to to do that. Um, and it's funny. Uh, I so I had occasion to go to a birthday party dinner last night and had some rather lovely food with some really you know lovely nice people, uh, including a, a young Russian woman who who you know uh, is is working on becoming a software engineer. And I chatted with her before and and. She's super smart, and, and I think we'll be, make an absolutely fine software engineer, if, if not better than average, for reasons that I you know, did my best to explain to her 
um, as convincingly as I could, but it made me think a little bit about it because, you know, I've been doing this shit for a while. So have you. And I, I, you know, I was, I think that she was very nervous saying, well, you know, I, I didn't study this in school and, and, and here I am trying to now compete in a world where, you know, every douchebag, you know, every graduate from, from, from with a Stanford CS degree is, is far more experienced or knows more than me. And I said, well, you know, all those things are true, but there are things that, that, that they can't possibly have that you have. And I think things that will, will lead you to, to, to have a very fine career and the dirty little secret, which I still stand by, that the, the least difficult thing about having a successful career as a software engineer is writing code. And no advantage is conferred upon people if they've been doing it. No technical skills advantage is conferred beyond the, the whatever the, the life cycle of a particular technology is, meaning that you can say, well, I've been writing, you know, UI kit for 20 years or something. It's like, yes, but in those, which aspects of UI kit or, or, or app kit before it or any other technology was using any programming language and that you constantly have to reinvent yourself and constantly have to adapt new technologies and your ability to do that or your ability to have original ways of looking at things is much more conditioned on the things that you do in your life. And she having worked as a, as a translator and interpreter, and the fact that she's traveled, you know, and, and arrived in, in a new country and had to rebuild her, her life, those skills, those adaptive skills are highly, highly, you know, uh, uh, beneficial to a successful career as a software engineer. Um, and so I you know that was my wisdom that I parted to, to, to somebody and, and, um, now I've parted aboard somebody here with that, including you. John, it's always good when you spread your wisdom around. Uh, and even more so when you're doing it over dinner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. So have you been up to much? Uh, you know, you've obviously been eating dinner and I've totally spoken mm-hmm. about eating pasas, pa- pa- pasas, pasas, tapas, <laughs> tapas. Or lots Dapa. of patata, lots of patatas. Um, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Got my word. I'm so tired. Um, but uh, how have you been doing work-wise? Because obviously I've been doing bugger all at work, so we're totally dependent on um, on, on you. Although I've got a few things I might be able to say about work. But uh, what have you been up to this week? Anything you can tell us or anything you can mildly hint at just to sort of mildly like... Hint um, at, well, I can I can mildly hint at the fact that I was looking at the, the initial very... very so uh, there are a lot of things going on right now, um, you know, much of which I can't tell you about, but, you know... Uh, it, every release we make is 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 kind of critical for for things that are going on. And anytime something gets held up in the app store, it, it can be difficult because there are lots of tests that are running. And some and if your test gets attached to a particular release that gets held up, that makes you unhappy and and causes things to to to, to be delayed. And that certainly happened to me on a on a project that I you know talked about a lot. Uh, uh, that was being held up and finally it, it went to release and the version that contained the code for the, <laughs> with the last bit of, of changes needed for it finally went live uh, this week. And that made me very happy. And I was like <laughs> in, in a kind of meeting saying, Hey, it's actually out there in the world and people are, and we're seeing logging data and we're seeing, you know, analysis of it. And that's great. And that makes me very happy. And um, uh, with A/B tests, there are all sorts of different parameters that you are looking at and, and based on the, on the, the value, you know, so again, data points, then then you can kind of make a decision about should we ship this? Should we, you know, keep the experiment going? Should we go in a different direction? But um, sometimes you can have at the very, very beginning of test, depending on how you set things up and which cell you select and, and so on and so forth, you can get some really crazy looking results. And, and I 
managed to get one that showed for for one thing that that was like a 34% improvement, which is an absolutely impossible number to get. But of course, I screenshotted the hell out of that and saying, I'm putting this on a (laughs) T-shirt. And so the the data analysis is like going, well, okay, (laughs) yes, it will make a very good ugly Christmas sweater, (laughs) but... (laughs) Don't you know? Don't even don't even begin to fool yourself. If you select and view it this way, and then of course drops, but you know drops back back down to earth. Still, the, the the trend were positive in the directions and for the cells that I care about. So that I'm still happy to see it. So that that was my little bit of of kind of happiness. In terms of of engineering work, it's a little bit more of the same in that you know there there's an ongoing effort to consolidate around one implementation of of something. Uh, and so there's a, I have a colleague who's been doing a lot of infrastructure work on, on presentation of sheets uh, and, and just added support recently for um, sheets that don't, that don't kind of just come up from, from the bottom and, and take up some amount of the screen, but actually can be detached and, and float in the center. And that's very interesting for some work I've been doing. I was very happy that, that it was in there because I inherited somebody else's code on a project I'm working on and because of something that they needed in particular, uh, they implemented their own. And the the smoothness and the animation and stuff, it was just not there. Um, so it, it worked, and it worked for the particular case that was needed, which was to make it not possible to dismiss by tapping outside the area or using a gesture recognizer for because that there is a, a point where, you know, an action needs to be taken, one or, two, one or more possible courses of action need to be taken by the person who sees this alert. Um, and so I was very happy to have replaced it. And there are a bunch of other people who are working in similar areas and they were pleased to see that. And it was just kind of a recognition of the fact that uh, as much as possible, whenever you can, it's a good thing to do because rather than you making your own implementation of something and having it not be as good and not as polished as somebody else, even the little stuff that you have, better to put your work into somebody else's. Now, at the time when the guy wrote it, the, the the infrastructure that I was able to adopt didn't exist, so it's not that this person's fault, but it illustrates a point that you are constantly on a large team. You are constantly having to adapt and reuse things and constantly kind of think about, about and, and communicate. It's like, I need this thing, and I need it right now, and I'm going to make this stuff, but I'm going to make it with the idea that I want to bring it somewhere else. And, and that, you know, that's more to the point when I talk about what I was talking about earlier is that you know, I write a lot of code, and I've written lots of code, and I'm very proud of 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 of, of the code. And I also know that plenty of the code I've written is shit. And and the aphorism was like, if you're not horrified by by what you wrote yesterday, you're not making any progress. That 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 always make that always is the case. But what I'm getting at here is is, you know, a lot of what you end up doing on a larger team is this type of 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 passing the puck back and forth, or 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 you know, whatever metaphor you want to use. Uh, you know, to to be able to to constantly improve what you're working on. So this one little detail of it, what's nice about it is like it, 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 the thing that I'm working on, the very first presentation of it, it is necessarily kind of um, not fluid because one of the things that you want while you're navigating a mobile app that you always have really nice animations and then follows along as you expect the shadows drawn properly, that you can interrupt it, you can change your mind, move something else. So here's a place where where we're not trying to do that. Um, and there were some levels of detail that I appreciate that was put into where, you know, you can still use the gesture recognizer so that it behaves, but it actually kind of says, nah, can't do that. 
and even provides a little bit of haptic feedback to that. Um, and so this is, it made me happy because then I could focus on, on another area that I, I've talked about earlier about uh, having support for one-time passcodes and this whole question about when to decide to, to show the keyboard. And this is another area of, uh, that I'm doing where, you know, a, a code get, gets sent, needs to be entered in again. And there are some, some API that Apple gives. I talked about, you know, in a prior episode, and I'm still working on it. And part of the reason why I'm still working on it is because um, sometimes you um, uh, don't use stock Apple components. Uh, you should try not to. But in this particular case, there was a meaningful good reason for, for doing it. And so rather than having one single text field, there's an individual number of text fields that will receive individual codes. So the, the, the trick for passing control of, of, of you know, indicating to the, the OS that this is a, a, a field into which a one-time passcode is going to be inserted, and then the messaging app, you know, does its magic thing with data detectors when a message comes in, and then it, then it will automatically add an accessory to your keyboard, and that is what allows people to just say, ah, yeah, that's what I'm looking for, tap on it, and they don't have to tap anything themselves on a keyboard. So it's a nice little thing that that is very, very important to do. Um, so I had to. I'm not quite finished with it, but this it's a, a tricky thing of having to um, pass control so that you can receive the the code, but then you have to split it back up and insert each of the different characters as needed. I almost have it working. Um, so this is a, a long-winded way of saying it's like I've been working on things where I've I've spending a lot of time focusing on these little details. Um, some of which are, are taking advantage of work that other people have done or contributing to other to, to, to things that can be used by other people. But it, it, it is, you know, sometimes you just have to sit there and sweat the hell out of some of these details in order to make the entire flow, the entire experience as smooth as you possibly can. So that's what I've been working on, <laughs> as much as I can say. Well, you took a long time to to not tell us about what you were doing there. Uh, <laughs> well, I can't tell you about, about you what, you know, no, no, it's, what I, it's for, I, but I, I really just no. I, I mean, but what you, I mean, you you've actually just shared a lot there. You you've you've said about a whole bunch of stuff you're working on, and um, you know, I'm not going to pick through them one by one or anything to to sort of uh, try and make any individual comment on because you know, um, well. Not that any necessarily anything to definitely comment on, but equally there were quite a few things there. But what what struck me as you were talking is, um, you know, there's an awful lot of effort going into here in here to um, what are, funnily enough, I think they're things that when they work, the user won't sort of even recognize that they're working. Mm. Um, you know, when that animation works smoothly and comes in, um, or when the keyboard comes up at the right time, you know, it's, it's almost, uh, someone might say, oh, that was nice, possibly because other apps don't do it, but, but in, in, in a, in a good world where everything's done properly, it should be like, you know, their, their, their flow of thought or their flow of usage of the app is just not even interfered that they even think about it because it, it yeah. did this thing. Um, and yet, you know, if it's, uh, so you, you might spend a long time working on something that no one ever will comment on or recognizes there, but I bet if you took it away, they would start commenting yeah, and yeah. saying, oh, this is no longer any good. This used to be nice. This used to be whatever else. And it, it's always amazed me how much of of what we do is is making sure people don't notice what we're doing. <laughs> exactly. It, 
that's exactly that's exactly the case. I mean, I think that was one of the things about being a UI engineer, and is that you know, at first you kind of struggle to make something work, especially if you're you're not familiar with it. The first time you use a, a collection view, you had to figure out the the delegate and data source method you had to implement just to to get something on screen. You think, my God, that's that's so difficult, or that was tedious, or why did I have to have to write all those lines of code in order to make this work? But then you start to realize that. When you don't, when you're as lazy as you can possibly be and depend on other, uh, you know, I want to say depend, benefit from other people's work, whether that's people who are making frameworks at Apple or your colleagues who may be making reusable components and that you yourself also make and, and think about it. It's always about, you always have to keep front and center in your mind the, the, smooth flow for, for, for your, your end customer. And if you do your job, right, that's right. You'll never, you'll never hear about it, <laughs> which is somewhat, somewhat daunting. And sometimes, but you know, as, as again, I said, you know, last night, it's like no customer of an app ever says, Oh, I really like how you used async await in, in your app. I can just tell no, nobody no. Fucking cares. No. no, they have no idea, nor should they. You know, they either notice when something is janky and doesn't feel right, and they either say, well, whatever, I had to do it because I it's an app I have to use or there's some other compelling reason. But, you know, I think the world is complicated enough as it is. There's so many things going on in people's personal lives and the lives in their family and neighborhoods. And, like, I honestly think that if I shave a microsecond, you know, two frames off of off of somebody's cognitive load during the course of the day, I, the day, I think I've I've done something useful in the universe. Stupid as that may sound, but but I believe it. It's quite it's quite interesting actually. Just uh, that you bring this up now, we we done this line because there are sometimes when uh, not noticing it, although that's the right thing to do, actually brings uncertainty. Um, and I'm thinking going. Money well sync now. In, in theory, money well sync should just work in the background. It should pick up transactions. It should just go on. It will catch up when the internet is down. I'm sorry, the, your, your your network connection is down. It will. Um, you know, it, it should do it, it its thing. Uh, and life should be a hunky dory at all times. But people people feel better about sync when there is a little button that says sync now that they can press just so they know mm. it is up to date with sync. Even though in theory, 99.9999 times that they press that button, it should do nothing because either it's already up to date or it can't sync anyway because the conditions are not correct for it to do so. So it will do when it needs to later. Um, but you, you, we've just noticed some from, from beta testing that people, you know, yeah, at first, we like we've put little um, uh, indicators into the UI, just something a lot of animating somewhere, just say a sync was going on in the background, so that that would give people the confidence that something was going on, something was happening somewhere. Um, but then you thought, well, they just need this little bit to make sure to just give them a button to press. So actually, sometimes you know, I've just said we spend a lot of our time doing. St- a lot of stuff so people don't even notice what you're doing. Sometimes you need to introduce stuff unnecessary so they do notice what you're doing or have the opportunity to notice what you're doing because otherwise they don't feel safe <laughs> or don't feel secure. Um, so basically what we're saying is we spend a lot of time doing things that don't make a lot of sense, but there we are. <laughs> yeah. Well, so this sparks uh, something that I wanted to talk about. It's like, you know, uh, about... Uh, 
blocking uh, windows or, you know, uh, and and indication of background processes going on. So, you know, the, it, like like you can imagine, I have to use a VPN software on, on my laptop and, and on my, any device that connects to our network. Um, and on Mac, it, it, there's something that basically, it, it, <laughs> I don't want to name the names because I don't like the software. <laughs> But it, it puts forward a panel when you're connecting where it, it essentially hosts a web view, which allows you to, to authenticate using some system, and then it will send a, a notification to an, another app that runs on a device to bring up a second factor. But the, the people who wrote this software, they decided that this was such a boing moment that whatever it is you're doing, that their window should be absolutely top of the list. It's a way of doing it. It's possible to do it on Mac um, where you can say, no matter what, this is the topmost window and, and it can't be resized. It can be moved, but it is so fucking annoying sometimes because it does it. And oftentimes it, it you know, because it is a hosted web view, it, it unless you use, it, and it doesn't support basically uh, saved passwords and it pisses me off to no end because you want to use a secure password. It's not something that you're going to remember. So in order to be able to log in, sometimes I have to move that damn window out of the way, open up keychain viewer so I can then navigate, enter in and yet another system password so I can get my, you know, find that saved password and copy and paste it into the form. It's so fucking annoying. It, it pisses me off. But, and I consider it kind of an abuse of something that's in there. I understand why they did it, but I think it's wrong the, the way it's implemented unless they do those other details where it can be made smooth. And s- similar to, to, to that, you know, I was thinking about it when I, I was looking at the, 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 the Picto software, the, you know, the photo tool management software I talked about last episode, or even what you were talking about with background syncing process going on. I've seen apps, and I, I programmed one myself in, in Memory Miner, an import and export. We have this long-running process that somebody starts, and you need to be able to show progress, but it could be running for a minute, you know, and maybe they want to do something else in the app. And so there's that, that design question of where do you put that? Do you put it in a separate window that sits around at top, and 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 do you, do you force it to be visible no matter what so that people can know that something's going on? The where I, I've landed on it uh, is that, there probably has to be something that appears um, attached to whatever the main window is that's prominent at the top, but that can be, you know, expanded as necessary, but have some visibility so that people can, at a glance, know that there's some long-running back process. And if they want to see details of it, they can expand it, but that it should probably not be in a separate window because it's really obnoxious when you run into that problem of multiple windows uh, and 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 where it goes. And this is, I, I swear, this is why I've I've... I, if I were to go back and study anything in college, I would I can understand why uh, some of the classes that are taught that talk about how the human eye moves or how people notice things um, is critically important to, to to making really good user interfaces. Understanding how that works, it's you know because you can program it any number of different ways, you know, but knowing the right way to do it <laughs> requires that you observe and think about this stuff. And again, depend on, on research that, because a lot of these things are, are well understood phenomena, but then when you skip it, it, you get a really lousy experience and you get some idiot on a podcast talking about how the software you're forced to use sucks. It's, it's hard because often people know what's wrong, but they don't know what's right. Mm. Um, so you just know that this, this doesn't work, but I don't like this or it's really bad or, or, or whatever it might be, but equally at the same time, you don't necessarily, um, yeah, you don't necessarily 
know why it's not working for you or or whatever so it's um yeah it makes it makes it difficult so uh, and and i think you know I, I think in some ways the ios um infrastructure well the ios of the past infrastructure where you only had one app on the screen and whatever else you, you really were only dealing with the app but now uh, you know when you're talking about the mac and you have multiple windows and multiple things going on it's also you know how it compares to other apps next to it and and what happens when you go back to that app and everything and it's just like yeah there's no yeah but actually but what you've just described is really shitty so there's there's and everyone would have known that was wrong anyway <laughs> so, yeah you may not you, you may not know you, you may not know what's right but you should have known that that was wrong <laughs> well and it brings up a case of like this is software i don't choose to use i have to use it um, and it, it, and you, it, it's, it's worth sending the feedback, you know, up, up the chain to, to see, hopefully that it gets improved. I mean, there were things that, that absolutely drove me nuts about Slack, particularly its video handling. Now their video handling is wildly better you know, it, because I use, I use screen movies and, and edited videos all the time where it's a combination of like talking head or narration or something like that. And then screen recording. It's just a critical part of my work to explain what's going on, to get feedback on it. And it used to be I dreaded ever putting it into to Slack because it would take a hell of a long time for it to upload. And then much worse, when people tap on to view it, it would just sputter and start and would basically have to download the entire video to their desktop before it could begin playback. Then at some point, you know, I guess they realized and I, I, I don't know, I, I definitely I'm one of many people who must have surely communicated with them saying this is a problem. And now they put in a whole sort of infrastructure that will basically take the video and essentially do kind of what YouTube does. They split it into chunks and they actually stream it out. And so that way, when you when the recipient presses play, they have a much more attractive video player to begin with that they can scrub in it, does closed captions if necessary. But more importantly, playback begins right away because it's actually streaming. Um, and so, you know, that's that's great. Um, and you have to, to keep doing that. And because it's a tool that, you know, I like Slack well enough-ish. Um, and I use it in in times when I kind of have other choices of, of communicating, but definitely at work, Slack is, is the tool that, that as a company we've chosen to use. And I'm glad it has gotten better and I'm glad the, the slackers at Slack, you know, have constantly improved their, their software. But especially if you're working on consumer software, people are choosing voting, you know, choosing with their precious spare time to use it. The, the onus on uh, on the developer to to make it absolutely as polished and smooth every little thing that's on there as smooth as possible is that much higher and if i if i could go back and change any of the things i'd done with memory miner i absolutely would have done fewer things and made sure that i just hammer through because it doesn't take more than one you know that's word kind of janky interaction uh which is turn people off and make them get frustrated and i used to think like that I used to really think that, well, as so long as you paint a big picture and give people ideas about where you want to go and the things that you're going to do, people will be ha- you know, happy to know that, that that's in there. And, and, and I kind of like, I've come around saying, no, nothing should be in the software unless it can be to a, a, a level of polish. Um, and it's better to cut features and to, and to make sure absolutely everything that's in there is as polished as you possibly can spend the time doing that. So kids, if you're listening, um, Heed what 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 the wise old man has said. Make a different set of mistakes. Yep, without doubt. <laughs> without doubt. Listen to what the wise old man said. I don't know who that wise old man is, but when you find Not him, me. listen to what he said. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, well, if you don't yeah. listen to anything, make different mistakes because all the stuff is out there. Make a different set of mistakes. <laughs> make your own mistakes. And again, some of it is like you know the, the trouble is we have here is is there's uh, there are some things that are just right and wrong because they fit with the platform or don't fit with the platform or they jar the platform or fit with the platform, and there are other things that are just like preference. Um, you know, one of uh, the ways MoneyWell works, which is sort of the way apps used to always work, um, when they, uh, or not always, but you know, consistently used to work back in you know the sort of like um, macOS ten point four Tiger sort of onwards is, you know, you select something in a in a, a table list and. And on the side drawer, there would be the the details, and you could just edit that. And as you change the things, it changed it. And that's you know, a perfectly acceptable way of working. Apart from I don't like it. Well, that's <laughs> not true. I don't like it for certain things. In MoneyWell, I'm dealing with my financial information. I want to change it all, and then at the end, I want to say save or don't save because I've changed my mind. Save or go back um, because I want to see things in the rang. I would prefer it if MoneyWell when you did an edit, you needed to press save to save it. Whereas now you just make the changes and it does it. I know if we were to introduce save, that save button, at least 50% of our users would say, what have you done? What have you done? Mm. We like it the way mm-hmm. it was. Whereas maybe, I'm not going to say as many as 50%, but you know, some would say, oh, good, because I keep changing things and making mistakes. Now, the undo on... Um, uh, money well is pretty good, so you can go back. So, but that's not the point. When you can change things without having to press save, you can change things without realizing you've changed things because you didn't know that you just did it or whatever else. But neither of those approaches are wrong; they're just different. Um, and I think that's you know, where it gets even harder. You know, um, you you can't write for every taste. You can't. I you know. I, it, would be absolutely silly to try and write money well to work in either of those, you know, both of those ways of doing things. You, we, we've got to pick one and go one way or the other. So, it, um, yeah, there we are. So sometimes I'm sat here thinking it shouldn't be that way, but actually other people are thinking it should be that way. And that's part of why, you know, I think we're in an interesting industry where there is lots of things that are, you know, very scientific while we're trying to work in a creative environment. Well, Scotty, Barky the family, your dog has, has, has weighed in. Well, Barky, Barky the folio dog, yeah, he's um, we re, we've actually renamed him last week. He's now known as Last Dog Ever. Um, so, oh my God, um, so <laughs> um, that is my new name for him. So when he gives a uh, people look at me quite strange if he's being taken out for a walk and I'm saying, last dog, last dog, last dog ever, come on. <laughs> but um, there we go. <laughs> it's, uh, but anyway, he, we, whatever his name is, he thinks it's time for us just to shut up. So, John, if, um, if people want to uh, be, you know, maybe just be unusual and on Twitter tell you to shut up, you know, because no one ever does that sort of thing on Twitter. How should, you know, um, I, I really, I've just screwed that. I was say, where should they do it? But they're going to do it on Twitter. How should they get hold of you on Twitter? <laughs> really, I am too tired. Well, they should find me on the place where all civil conversation takes place, especially now that it, it, it's confirmed or confirmed-ish once again that 
Elon's going to buy it. So, you know, find me on the Twitters, which uh, before it turns into Project X or AppX, which is the thing that does everything. But in the meantime, while you're on Twitter, you'll find me as Jembe. That's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And Scotty, if people want to tell you that you're a horrible person for naming your dog Last Dog Effer, when all that your dog was trying to do is to... <laughs> Just to, to shine a light on the fact that, that you've been speaking too long. <laughs> where might they do it? Well, they could also do that on Twitter where, where <laughs> I don't know. But they can just tell me what the hell they like. So it's, 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 it's fine. Uh, where I am, Mac Devnet. I am Mac Devnet. And, uh, yeah, it's, um, and we've, we've had a few people uh, chat with us on Twitter recently. And I realize that we've not, um, we've, we've not mentioned some of the, the rather amusing things that have been said on the show. So maybe, maybe next week, um, we will, uh, we will pick a couple of those up. But, um, John, it's, uh, it's been great to come back off my vacation. And one of the first things I've done is listen to you. It's, uh, it's, it's wonderful. It's, it's almost like, like the, the, the paradise of the, uh, uh, of the vacationing environment has just continued, but just only in my ears. <laughs> I sense you don't believe me, but there we are. Right. Well, hopefully we've been a vacation for your ears, listeners or listener, whoever is on there today. And uh, we thank you for listening. And until next time, you take care. Thank you.